0: Welcome to the Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of seven angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes, and you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Hello, my friends. I'm so happy to be back podcasting with you guys every week again. I have a long list of awesome topics that I want to teach you, that I want to share with you. And do you know where I get my ideas? I get them from my one-on-one clients. They bring the best content to every session and I love being able to take real life examples, real life obstacles from the experiences of my clients because, you know, they're just like you, they're just like me, and use the coaching that I give them on these different things that just come up in real life and use those to fashion different topics and podcasts and tools to teach all of you on this podcast. So I just want to recognize my clients for their amazing ability to be vulnerable and to bring these really tough things to sessions, so that we can all benefit from them. So today I'm choosing to do a podcast on a topic that I think is so, so important. <laughs> of course, I always think it is, but I'm promising you. With the last one on finding your why, the reason why you want to do this work, and this podcast, which is all about how to react to yourself when you screw it up, (laughs) these two skills, I promise you, are probably the most important and most valuable skills to learn in being the person who is successful in anything especially the things that require massive behavioral change, okay? What I want to share with you today is something that has taken me years of coaching many clients to fully appreciate. This topic sounds kind of touchy-feely, right? We're talking about self-compassion today, self-love, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, self-kindness, all of that, okay? We're just going to Categorize all of that as self compassion. And a lot of people might think this is like, you know, touchy feely, and some of you might think it's something like self pity or giving yourself a pass to fail, being lazy. People have all kinds of judgments about what this practice is that are going to make it difficult to appreciate why it's so valuable. So let's just talk a little bit about that. Self compassion some people think is a lot like self-pity, right? Feeling sorry for yourself, like that woe is me mentality, which none of us want to fall into because that's a lot like victimhood and you can't really take powerful action or create anything from being a victim. But I wanna show you that having self-compassion is really just recognizing and validating your human experience. It's having the willingness to see and hear yourself in moments where things feel kind of hard, okay? This isn't the same thing as self-pity. It's not a woe is me, and feeling sorry for myself. It's just being open to listening and hearing what is hard for you. Sometimes I actually just say out loud because I have all these kids and I have a newborn and it's hard sometimes. Like I say out loud, this is really hard. And just validating that the experience is hard It doesn't feel like woe is me. It just feels like recognizing that this is a difficult moment, okay? That's not the same thing. Another common judgment people have about extending themselves compassion is that they believe that they're not going to do their best then. They're going to be lazy or give themselves excuses of why they can. it's okay to just quit, okay? And I'm gonna tell you that The research shows that people who practice self-kindness or self-compassion, they are able to coach themselves through the hard feelings so that they will go after what they really want for themselves. And when you're a person who will listen to yourself and coach yourself with acceptance and forgiveness and kindness, you create safety with yourself to admit when you've messed up and learn how to create a practice that makes you less afraid to fail, right? So that you'll keep going. Because when we beat ourselves up and we're highly critical of ourselves, which is what most of us do on default when we mess up, we feel terrible and we beat ourselves up and this creates a terrible experience of, quote, failure. And that's why so many of us are afraid to make a mistake or fail. But what if you didn't do that? What if you just had a practice where you gave yourself grace and forgiveness to make a mistake and are willing to learn from that mistake so that you can keep going? That's very different from making excuses of why you can't do something. And then another common objection to having self-compassion that I've heard is that this is a selfish thing to do, or it's very self-centered to talk to yourself in a way that's Super forgiving or kind. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you that I believe that the work that we do on ourselves is not selfish because it's how we create the best version of ourselves that we get to share with other people. So being a person who's invested in self growth or self evolvement means that you are intentionally creating the version of you that's going to be able to share more joy and show up with more power and love in the world than the version of you who's on default, who's unconscious, who is not willing to become aware and create intentionally the version of you that you want to be. It's important to recognize that the research that has been done around self-compassion clearly demonstrates that this takes courage And it's actually a characteristic of a person who has strength and resilience to cope with mistakes and difficult situations. Okay, so let me explain more. See, we are all here right now to do something massive, radical. This is hard work reversing type 2 diabetes, it involves a lot of change. Changing thousands of tiny decisions that involve how you take care of your body and your mind. You actually become a different version of yourself and how you handle all these many choices to create a completely different state of health. It is deep inner work. Not everybody is willing to do it. The outer version of you, like the body that you live in and how it functions, really is just a reflection of the changes that you have made in your mind and your heart. Who you're being, that is what creates lifelong change. So one of these tiny decisions, let's use the example of how you handle the offer to go to a friend's house for dinner, will take practice to master as the new version of you who has a relationship with food that supports a healthy body, right? you're going to struggle against your old self who made this kind of decision in a way that no longer serves you in your new goal or your new priorities. That old version of you who cared more about what other people think than what you think and felt pressure to eat anything served or the old you that didn't know how to handle desire to eat all the things, right, that looks so yummy, Or the old you that told yourself, I'll start tomorrow, and didn't plan or set intention for the evening, only to wake up the next morning sick and feeling regret, okay? What I'm saying is, this is not easy work to change your mind. So will this work be a walk in the park, or is it going to be tricky, involve a lot of mistakes, and sometimes you're going to feel doubt and fear. Yeah, you're going to do it wrong many times. Sorry to say. <laughs> you're going to screw up and need to learn from it to change how you respond the next time. I like to say that failure is required. It's part of the process. Like Nothing has gone wrong when you failed. It's part of the process. A great example of about this is like how kids learn to walk. Okay. If you can relate to this, it makes total sense. So kids learn to walk or ride a bike by falling down a whole lot. (laughs) Okay. So when you, like I've got a baby right now, I always seem to have a baby by the way, but um, (laughs) when, when this baby, baby Hayes learns how to walk, he's going to bite the dust a lot. (laughs) He's going to trip and fall He's going to get off balance and fall back and hurt himself and it's just kind of kind of be ugly for a little while, right? But you don't see that baby judging and beating themselves up every time they fall, right? Or saying to themselves, you always fall. You're never going to figure this out. You are hopeless. You might as well just give up and quit, right? They don't do any of that. They literally just get back up and try again. (laughs) You know, maybe they hurt themselves, they cry it out a little bit, but as soon as the pain's gone, they're up and trying again, and there's no drama about it. Like, what if you approached everything that you were trying to create like that? You would be so much more effective at creating the result and so much faster at it, and it wouldn't suck so bad. Okay, so here's where the skill of self-compassion comes in. When we screw up, the way we get back on track is to n- make the next best decision we can. Duh, right? If you've listened to my past podcasts, you've heard this before. Then why do people say, I fell off the wagon and I can't seem to get back on? Why do they say that? Well, they're stuck in inaction or in self-sabotaging behaviors fueled by self-judgment. They're thinking some version of something is wrong with me, I can't do it, or it's too hard. What's the remedy? Self-compassion. We know what compassion is. We easily draw on this with somebody that we love, like our child or like our best friend. I was going to say our spouse, but LOL. Sometimes that's really challenging, right? (laughs) So let's break down how we react to somebody that we love when they're struggling, when they've made a mistake and they're in a lot of self-judgment. So let's just imagine, like our child comes to us or your best friend comes to you and says, I messed up. I made a mistake. Look at the mess that I made. I'm a failure. I'll never figure this out. I might as well go in a hole and die. And we're like, what? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. It's not that bad, right? Let's talk about this. And so then what do we offer in those situations? Well, we offer safety, that's the first thing, right? We're not gonna just judge them really hard on top of all their self-judgment. That doesn't create safety to be open and honest. So we're gonna create safety by not adding to the judgment. We're gonna listen to them and get really curious probably will ask a lot of questions and listen to the answers. Then we're going to relate to them, right? With our own experiences. We're going to validate why they feel like they do. And then we offer them some kindness. We talk to them with loving kindness. We don't berate, judge, or try to fix or control the situation or the person. And we definitely don't punish them, which, by the way, we usually do to ourselves, right? It doesn't work when we do this. It creates shame, and it will either paralyze us where we're stuck in inaction, or it will drive us to try to control more, which looks like punishment, restriction. So self-compassion is just simply compassion turned inward, and it's a hallmark characteristic of people who cope with difficult situations better, things like divorce or trauma. So let's talk about what this looks like in real life. I'll give you a stepwise approach to giving it a try so you can experience the power of changing how you react to your perceived mistakes or failures. And I'm gonna use an example from a coaching session with a current client that I just had like less than 30 minutes ago. Okay. She was at work. I'm just going to paint the picture for you. She was at work putting away baked goods from a meeting. And in that box of baked goods were some half-eaten blueberry scones, and muffins. And as she was bagging them up, she ended up shoving a half of a muffin and half of a scone into her mouth. Okay. When she got home that evening, her blood sugar was pretty high. And she's been stuck in feelings of regret and shame and failure and anxiety since. Okay, who can relate to this? Like, I don't know about you, but I have my hand raised. For sure, I have been there. Because it's super common for our brain to default to judgment and judging the mistake as a failure and making it mean that we're going to be sick and on meds And she said she was going to be fat and a quitter forever. (laughs) She felt a lot of shame about it. She felt powerlessness around it whenever she thought about it. And usually when we're there in that low place, we say terribly mean things to ourselves in these moments. Like, I always fail. I'm doomed. I'm a quitter. What is wrong with me? Which then gets you a long list of faults, and that leads to self loathing. From here, we usually take no action, so we stay stuck, or we turn to like self destructive, self sabotaging behaviors, right? Like eating a bunch of stuff that we definitely know is going to make us sick. We quit, and we definitely don't learn from the experience, and we often just revert back. old patterns and old results. So let's look at what it looks like to radically change this default pattern and access self-compassion. And I'm going to take content from two resources that I'm going to share with you at the end of this podcast so that you can do this work even deeper if you wish. Okay. Okay. But this process that I'm gonna share with you right now is built off of what I learned from these two other experts in the field and from coaching my clients. So the very first thing that we wanna do is create a safe space for ourselves to get honest with ourselves, okay? So we're dropping the self-judgment and we're going to get curious, okay? We're gonna hear and see ourselves in the difficulty that we're having. So we're going to listen to ourselves and get curious, just like you would with your best friend if she was struggling, right? What's happening inside of me right now? And you want to get clarity on what you're feeling. Okay, so this is like mindfulness. This is connecting with your inner experience. So you're asking yourself, what is happening inside of me? What's going on? And you can even put your hand on your heart or put your hand somewhere that feels loving, okay? And you ask yourself with love this question, like, what's happening? I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling shame. Whatever it is, get clarity on what the emotion is. And it's because I'm thinking I'm a lost cause, or it's because I'm thinking that I failed and I'm a bad person, like whatever it is, just listen to yourself about your feelings and your thoughts around the situation you're in. The third step is to really just give yourself some common humanity. Okay. That means accepting what is happening for you, forgiving it, relating to it and validating it. And it's going to sound like this. It's totally normal to struggle with cravings, okay? In this situation, she was overcome with a craving. She might say something to herself like, yeah, it's totally normal when you're trying to get rid of the crap in your diet to crave and desire certain things that are no good for me. Or everybody messes up from time to time. Like I'm thinking right now about something my kids spilled in the kitchen and I was like, ugh, right? But I didn't say that. And the kid said, I think it was Violet. She's like nine. And she said, or she's eight, I think. (laughs) I can't remember. And she said, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, that is actually true. And so you want to do that for yourself. Like this is normal. Everybody has mistakes sometimes. And then the fourth step is to nurture and give yourself some kindness. So we're going to respond to yourself, you're going to respond to yourself with a message of kindness. It might sound something like, I mean, it could sound like anything, but in this situation it might sound something like, it's okay to make mistakes as you figure this out. Perfection isn't required to be successful. Thank goodness, right? You aren't ever failing as long as you learn to keep going. You can turn this whole thing around right now with the next best decision. I'm committed to healing my body because of why, your why, fill it in, okay? It doesn't really matter. It just needs to feel centering and kind to yourself. And when you are able to move through these four steps, you're going to end up in a position that is feels like acceptance forgiveness, and creation, okay? We cannot create when we are in shame and resisting what is, unwilling to accept ourselves. We cannot create. And so I want you to move from the mistake into a place of given the circumstance that I accept, what do I want to create now? Let's go through those steps one more time. You're gonna drop the judgment and get honest with yourself, Okay, where you can see and hear yourself without judgment. You're going to listen and get curious. Ask yourself the question of what is going on inside of me with feelings and thoughts. Then you're going to give yourself common humanity, validating and relating to everybody. Everybody struggles. It's totally normal to make mistakes. And then move into the fourth step of self-kindness. Offering yourself the words that you would offer to your best friend to help them pick themselves back up and keep going forward because that's essentially the skill that we're trying to create, the ability to move through mistakes and keep going. So I'm hoping that you're willing to try this. Remember, this is the skill of moving through low points and mistakes so that you can keep moving forward. It's those people who keep going, no matter what their goal is, that become the example of what is possible. If you're looking for resources to strengthen your self-compassion skills, I recommend two really awesome books. The first book I read was by Tara Brock. It's called Radical Compassion. She teaches a process that's very similar to what I'm teaching you called RAIN. Okay? The second book is the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook by Kristen Neff and C- Christopher Germer. I will link to both of these in the show notes, okay? I have an Amazon affiliate account. You can go to those links and purchase them or you can find them at your favorite bookstore. It doesn't matter. Okay, so the next time that you, quote, mess up or make a mistake, I want you to think about this podcast and try this out because it will make it so much easier to keep going. And that's what's required in order for you to be successful. And that's what I want for you. You totally deserve it. All right, I'll see you on the very next episode. Okay, don't leave yet. You're going to want to hear about this. If you love my podcast, if I'm the only sane voice you found on this subject... If I've already helped you, you need to check out my online course. It's a start-to-finish, step-by-step video course that teaches you all the tools you need to know to beat this disease. You can find it on my website, sarahtownley.com, along with lots of other free tools that will make taking care of your diabetes so much easier. So get over there right now. See you there.